Welcome to the 27th episode of the Benzo Rehab Dungeon. It is January 22nd, 2021. Uh, my name is Michael Debs. I am your host, and joining me as always is the very affable Danko Suvin from the uh, the at Dank Deleuze Instagram handle. Um, oh. Danko, uh, how are you doing? I like that new intro, that little addition. That's very nice. You're yeah, plugging yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I literally made a script for myself so that I could uh, not fuck it up every time I do the intro. That's smart. That's smart. That's yeah. good. Um, yeah, actually, I actually this whole thing is also going to be scripted. All of my replies and responses, just to let you know. I was wondering what that. Uh, I agree. That... that is that is a good. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. What, what, God, I, I just forgot what it's called. One of those like logic trees, um, the, the like Boolean things. I'm yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. of all no, the it's complicated words, like but not the. Yeah. No. What, what, what is it called? Flowchart. Yeah. Just a flowchart. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I've got it kind of just written out like uh, like Mad Libs. <laughs> like insert right. date here. Uh, Body part. Name, name of person that you're you're uh, you're doing the podcast with. Um, et cetera, et cetera. Whether they're affable, gregarious, shithead, uh, any of these things. Uh, to answer your question, uh, I'm fine, but I'm not doing. So I'm bummed that the last that we had issues with the last podcast because I was so angry last time. Yeah, and I think that would have been really right. funny, but I'm not that angry today. <laughs> I've been experiencing a lot of anger, but you know that's what? I'm pretty a, mellow okay. today. I've been it's doing a lot of reading. Yeah, there's there's like a, a roller coaster effect of emotions on that's that's just <laughs> yeah. in play in kind of like the background of uh, society well, you know, right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, we 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 got we got a new president, so we're back to normal. Yeah, you know, no, for sure. Yeah, I, I was gonna I was gonna ask if like the, the <laughs> fact that you're not very angry anymore was based on on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that everything's fine again. Yeah, everything's back to normal. We have and a, good. So you know what what I, complaints could we possibly have anymore? I forget who said it, but I, I, I read uh, someone, I think, posted today that uh, this is the 11th Reagan administration. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, I, you know, <laughs> it reminds me of this is this is completely in the opposite direction. <laughs> OK, I, I saw a video. I was watching uh, one of Hassan Piker's like reaction videos and there was this guy I th there's this new app called clapper i think and, <laughs> that's and, and bad it's, and it's basically a bad name tick, tick tock for for like ultra conservatives oh um, i thought it was tick tock for people with venereal disease no no no, no. that's well, oh. probably the same thing honestly yeah why not why uh, not they're dirty people and they <laughs> fuck more than me uh, yeah. no um but this guy was going on this long rant about how um uh uh ulysses was the last uh the last actual president and so from from the 18th oh. president on uh america has technically been a corporate branch of like the uh the the english government and so 
what's what's happening now is that joseph r biden isn't the actual president he's a stand-in and since there's no actual president uh, america is gonna like decorporatize somehow magically through like the laws <laughs> of like old english or whatever and you know what's wild trump is gonna swoop in and, and uh, <laughs> oh, become yeah, the yeah, 19th president uh, because <laughs> because the last actual president we had was uh, ulysses that's that's a really rare type of conspiracy theory oh it's amazing it right? it it it's insane you know that like grant was the last president we had yeah but it's it's oh it it's is such ulysses an interesting grant. yeah i don't know why yeah yeah i mean er- i mean ulysses is probably like a better name for him because that's the one that stands out right, right? yeah but um but uh it's it's an interesting conspiracy theory because it's a conspiracy theory that actually works better for Canadians, and I don't think that that's I don't think that that's like something that you see very often yeah. because you know not not to say and I, we've we've talked about this a couple times, um, but you know Canada is is very far from being like an innocent nation in any way shape or form, but no, the ways uh... in which they're like diabolical are generally ways that like America generally has them beat. In a lot of ways, you yeah, know, yeah, a lot of ways, for sure. But that conspiracy theory is is just, I would believe it if you said it about Canada. Yeah, if you said or, it about like yeah. Canada or Australia <laughs> or something like that. Yes, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but that's for historical reasons. Yeah, that's so. So you know, as as much as you know, I've dogged on uh, like the establishment establishment Democrat loving sort of people who have all these like rabid conspiracy theories about russia and and what's going on there and and all that it's good to know that there's there's still a side of of conspiracy theories that's so far flung it like i don't know exits the (laughs) fucking stratosphere (laughs) right right oh god yeah it's um uh which which actually kind of brings me to the topic that i that i kind of submitted to you today is is what we're going to talk about um which is uh recognizing what the the actual allies of of a leftward movement are uh Mm -hmm. and also not falling for you know symbolic gestures um yes and i'm 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 going to hurt you with this first video i think (laughs) uh and you know it hurt me deeply when i when i first watched it uh, and okay. so I just kind of want to transfer that pain onto you and commiserate. <laughs> That's good friends that, do, yeah. yeah. You know, I've got theories on like how commiseration works and and how like it's uh, um, it's 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 a really good uh, well, it's it's horrible actually, but you know, it's it just kind of like when when you when you take the brunt of something, but you like spread it out over a, a space, it it hurts less, you know. Yeah. It's like oh, for sure. Yeah, it's like yeah, put, I mean, putting uh... putting the the amount of pressure that you would into a punch, like instead of spreading it out across your fist if you just had like a sharp knife or something at the tip of it and you know <laughs> that that would pressure right. it's, and the, cause much it's more the damage. bed of nails thing it's the bed exactly. of nails thing exactly yes yeah 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 so, i mean there's yeah there's there's a lot of really like important work having to do with you know different things like that uh in like affect or or, or otherwise um i i won't spend a whole lot of time on this because i still haven't finished it it's only like 60 pages but i still haven't finished it but uh uh, Mark Payne has an interesting book that I've been reading about shame uh, historically and like community uh, that uh, um, 
but anyway we'll, we can talk about that later but yeah it's this this kind of commiseration thing and this this uh everyone feeling an emotion as a group is uh important and uh sure. and uh yeah. interesting yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah anyway hurt me <laughs> uh, real, real quick uh, <laughs> let's just, do this just because oh, okay. i noticed it on a my primer? screen um if you if you look behind me a little little hint of things to come nice Mm. I'm over here in the uh, the Camp Benzo headquarters. It um, looks nice. Yeah, it's a, a little. It's a fixer upper. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so uh, the, I'm working on my first scripted video. Um, to give a little teaser about it, it's going to be about uh, Orwell and uh, social media. Um, obviously, I think that the uh, the president being blocked by Twitter is. Uh, the most Orwellian thing that's ever happened in our lifetimes. Um, ever, ever, ever. And, and if, uh, if somebody's having trouble reading the sarcasm in that, <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned for the video. Cause I don't think Orwell uh, thought what a lot of people, I mean, I've, I've seen it going around that like Orwell is the most quoted person by people that don't understand him. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. That, or, that, or that not sounds most, about right. most quoted, but most referenced, you know, you've got people like Donald okay. Trump Jr. Uh, saying that, you know, his his dad being banned from Twitter is Orwellian. Um, yeah, it's, I wouldn't it's, I wouldn't I wouldn't believe for a second that uh, Donald Trump Jr. has read like any bit of 1984 Animal Farm. No, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it's interesting how the rights really taken up the the uh, the mantle of Orwell in such a bizarre way yeah. or of represented representations of Orwell. Um, yeah, and, and like I said uh, before we started uh, recording, um, people have this weird idea that Orwell was like really vague about what he actually believed in. No. <laughs> if if you have like a surface level understanding of Orwell and that maybe you read the first couple of pages of 1984 and that was it. And you didn't like look at right. any of his essays or, or reviews of, he did like book reviews and stuff like that too. Um, so that's I, what I've been digging into to get a more coherent understanding of all that. But uh, right. Well, I, I think one of the big confusions for people when it comes to Orwell, and then I'll, you know, I'll move on. I actually have one unrelated thing that I do want to bring up after this that has to do with Camp Benzo, yeah. the physical place, as it were. Yeah, um, which, which is but, real. Uh, which is real, as you no, can see. No smoke and um, mirrors here. <laughs> but, I say uh, as my arm like kind of dips in and out. Yeah, right. It disappears. <laughs> Uh, it's your, your green screen's better than mine. I, I don't have we'll a green screen that. at all is the problem. Oh, you don't? Yeah. It's in, it's oh, in actually, the mail no. still. Well, yours is still working better than mine. Yeah. Cause yeah. Um, but with, with Orwell, the, the, the thing that's like conveniently misunderstood by people is that he, uh, like a good socialist, <laughs> um, hated the like bourgeoisie socialists that just, just hated other rich people oh, but also yeah, really sure. hated the yeah, poor yeah. and, and they know? think that makes him like um, anti-left somehow when it's yeah like, because he was like yeah, yeah. he had um, criticisms about stalinism not not marxism and those are crazy very, very different things crazy shitting on the petite bourgeoisie and the bourgeoisie and uh, stalinist makes you somehow not a leftist no he's just a better leftist than most people Absolutely. Uh, yep. no, but um, uncompromising in his leftism is uh is what I'm reading a lot of. Right. Um, and, and yeah, like even his politics in the English language, he's literally telling you to like write like a socialist. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the thing that I, I wanted to point out about uh, uh, your current location oh, is yeah. that it's, I'm, 
I'm really interested in like the, uh, I guess you could call it like the affects of buildings or like the ways that buildings present themselves as like bodies or objects sure, uh, or like faces even. Uh -huh. um, but uh, uh, so which I'm sorry, it's really obnoxious sounding. But the, the thing that I'm noticing here, which is really interesting, is that um, you only have two places where uh, you don't close the doors. You know, you either have a place that's <laughs> very happy and yeah. like all the doors are open. Yeah, you yeah. might even have like the back door to the porch open uh -huh. because it's just such a nice day and stuff. And then there are doors where so, so little of value remains within it that all the doors remain open no matter what, though the outside is always boarded up. Yeah. So the, the, the doors, the outside are never open, but the doors from one section on the inside into another are always open. Um, well, I, I can so tell you right now that, that uh, out of the two options, it's the former. This is a, this is a happy place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And nobody is, here uh, is technically a prisoner. I will, I will note, contrary to what you're saying, though I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you how you and your building feel, but I think that maybe you and your building don't feel as good as you're saying because, per my theory. The doors on the inside are all open, but it seems like the window is closed. Well, it's uh, it's chilly. Do you not want to let people in? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have that's, walls? That's the only entrance. <laughs> no, no, no. This, <laughs> right. is, the, this is a, this is a very is large uh, building, which I've recently acquired. And there's many more rooms in it, which uh, if if the uh, the series of scripted videos continues, we'll we'll take a look at some other rooms eventually. Oh, I love that idea. That's great. Okay, so how are we going to commiserate? What's happening? Oh yeah, so I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's go ahead and pull up the old browser. Oh, oh, Is oh. it still commiseration if you've already seen this and no longer feel misery? Oh no, it, it hurts me every time I see. Okay, it. Okay, good, 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 good. Uh, so <laughs> it's this important. Is, to... uh, Oh, my favorite people right there. Yeah. Yeah, they're great. Uh, I think oh, I have to maybe... Oh, my, I think I can go back. Let's see. This is like the worst player. All right. I might have to refresh this real quick. Hold up. You know, I, I never loved Mad Al, but it's interesting how much more I dislike her four years mm -hmm. uh, after feeling fine about her <laughs> yeah yeah no she went from a very neutral person to man you're fucking intolerable yeah just russia crazed like conspiracy yes, yes, lady exactly. and that's, really that's one of the people painful. i'm talking about when i was dunking on them for like, yeah having all these russian conspiracy theories oh so we also have to let me do this ad real quick i'm, I'm apologizing for that um, <laughs> um you, you you mentioned you mentioned watching hassan uh hassan piker yes. uh videos yeah I don't mind him, but what I do mind is the fact that I, I feel like every clip I've ever seen of his, he's he's always eating. Yeah, he's no, always he, eating he on Mike. A, a large amount of food. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's a himbo. So he is a himbo. Cool. Yeah. Uh, same, of course. You know. Sure. <laughs> also, same. <laughs> you, have, you have to eat every thirty minutes. Yeah. That's so, my problem. You know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So this is one of my favorite people, <laughs> Rachel Maddow, and she's going to be joined yes. by one of our other favorite people, uh, uh, Joanne Reed. Mm. And then uh, I, I forget what the guy on the far right's name is, but he and, doesn't say anything through this entire yeah. clip. So he's like essentially just there like as a face. 
Well, he's yeah, he's the the old white man chauffeur, not chauffeur. Uh, what do you call them at like a, at like a school dance when you have adults around? Uh, chaperone. Uh, chaperone. Yeah, he's the he's the uh, patriarchy chaperone, just making sure that everything for MSNBC is still like working okay. No, no, then no. that that fits into exactly what's, <laughs> what's about to happen here. And oh, dope. See? Again, I'm I'm so sorry that you had to experience this. It's okay. Reed and Lawrence O'Donnell, we've been watching this throughout. Oh, uh, Joy, let me get your reaction <laughs> first. I went through um, half a box of Kleenex, but I made sure that I saved one in case <laughs> you said anything that was also going to make me cry, because at this point, I'm just a faucet that can't turn off. <laughs> no, I'll tell you, I, I was mostly dancing around uh, and singing along uh, to the extent that I could, that, that I could, that I could keep up with the lyrics. Um, I have to tell you, um, I was a bit worried about this inaugural having a feeling of just being the resistance to what we saw on 1-6, just being just an answer to that and sort of being defiant, uh, you know, I was sure it would be, and being this sort of an attempt, and we talked about it earlier, to sort of grab back, you know, the traditionalism of an inaugural. But what the organizers of this event managed to do is that they gave us that, which we needed, right? We needed an answer. We needed that resistance. But they also gave us joy. They gave us fashion. They gave us celebrity. They gave us hope. We had an incredible inaugural earlier in the day where we saw the first black woman, first Asian American woman, first woman, period, vice president, you know, do the walk, get sworn in, do all of that great stuff. We saw Joe Biden, who's lived his whole life for this moment. Look at all he's lost and all he's sacrificed to get here and have this chance to really change the country in a profound way. They did that thing. They did all of that. Then they went to work. They did a work day. They gave us an, a press conference where there were no lies, where it was like, ah, oh, right? We got the opportunity to re rediscover what it looks like to have a real normal administration, like aggressive normalcy. Was that what we were calling it today? We got that. And then when we got this, we were reminded that the thing the right hates the most about Democrats is that Democrats have the culture. Democrats have the culture. They have the Hollywood culture. Democrats they have the glamorous the culture. culture. And the rules. right that's... hates that. They feel that the culture just, is too woke. Just real quick. Yeah. Do you give a fuck about the Hollywood culture? No, because, well, there isn't one. Yeah, right? Really. First off. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, well, the, I mean, the, not, the Hollywood culture not is in a, a meaningful bunch of sense. white people getting awards, right? Yeah, I mean that's the thing. That's what drives me nuts is that it's, it's it's not okay. So so Hollywood doesn't have a culture in the sense that it's, it's where. It's where high culture and popular cult, not even popular culture, all these different versions of culture all kind of butt up against one another and just fucking die. Yeah, like it's it's no, no, the, it becomes it's, fully commoditized at that point. And yeah, it's just the black hole of culture. Yeah, so it's just yeah. I, I mean, Hollywood culture that that doesn't that doesn't mean anything except for like these are the things we've chosen are popular enough or like usable enough by Hollywood that we can uh, uh, squeeze them to death. Um, so yeah, no, that's not great. And yeah, the Democrats have the culture. No, it doesn't. No, they don't. No. I really fucking don't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so so let's uh, let's wrap this up. It's it's like thirty seconds right. more of no. this. Uh, just I, I also love the the aggressive normalcy. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the 
That's God. Okay. Radical centrism, anarcho Bidenism, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, so so the the normalcy thing that they're so obsessed with, it's um, it's becoming clear already because she, um, she says, you know, they did a work day. Yeah. Right. This is a work day, and it's such an interesting, obvious thing where what she lists off afterwards for it was a work day was that they did a press conference. Yep. No, Trump did press conferences all the fucking time. Sure, yeah. That's and as not, far as that's we not know, a work day. As far as it's... we know, in this in this press conference, they didn't lie. So that's that's the uh, <laughs> the massive amount of kudos right. that we're giving to the uh, the first day of the Biden presidency. But yeah, and but but so that's that's the funny thing is that it's like a, this is a white wall of of work in the sense that it's there's just it's it's a work day and it's professional and it's all of these things and it has culture and whatnot all because of the fact celebrity that we, we can't she, she listed we don't off celebrity as one celebrity of yeah. glamour i mean that's one thing i'll agree with uh but but is that it has celebrity but but it um it it has all of these things by by virtue of not having anything notable about those things exactly. right is that it's it's professional because everyone's wearing the same suit and tie kind of thing and that you can't comment on it. Uh, and so it seems like something's happening because people have this weird sublime reaction to, you know, the state and things like that, where you see it and you're just like, oh, the machinations of it when it's working perfectly are so great that I could not possibly comprehend it, I guess, uh, sure. at least with, you know, yeah. these people. And so when you look at it and it's just like, He's, he did a press conference and I don't have any significant thoughts about it. <laughs> it then means they're doing great work instead of, oh, this offended me or something. Yeah, in and which what's, case what's really troubling like, oh. about that notion is that these are mm. all people who are professional uh, journalists. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's professional what they have representatives on their, on their of resume. A group of journalists. Yeah. yeah they, <laughs> um, their, their resume says journalist on it. Uh, whether right, or not they right. actually are journalists is, is subject to debate, I would say. Um, right. But these yeah, are they, people they have who should be able to see past. Like, out, yeah. they're, they're people who should be able to see past, like. Right. Oh, we had a normal work day at the White House. Like, well, okay, I, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, <laughs> But 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 the the thing also is that they've built such an ecosystem for themselves where they can't possibly survive unless they hysterically praise you know this inauguration and stuff, no matter how boring and lame it is, right? Yeah. Because they've spent four years in absolute hysterics about of uh, about Trump and Russia and all these different things, uh-huh. and obviously I'm not a fan either, um, but. No it's been so no but but you look you look way at that they you know, cover one, it one of the points that i've been seeing brought up lately on on the left which i'm glad for and it's a point that i think mm. you and i brought up in the past is uh in terms of like damage that trump did uh george bush did more damage than trump could he was more ever. deadly president yeah well i mean he he set (laughs) the precedent for you know the the patriot act and and the wars in iraq and afghanistan that we're still in we're still suffering the consequences of you know we're talking at least a million people you know are are displaced or more 
uh, hundreds of thousands of innocent people dead. Right. But, you know, he's he's been turned into a teddy bear by MSNBC. Oh, you know, yeah. He's it's he's welcome cute. at the inauguration. And, oh, look at this. You got a picture of uh, uh, Barack Obama and Michelle Obama and George Bush, <laughs> like, having a little sharing together sharing at the hard inauguration. Candies. And, yeah, sharing candy or whatever. You know, it's... it's it's insane to me that that they they spent all this time like hyperventilating about Trump while right. on, in the same broadcast they'll say, "And look, it's George W. Bush, famous painter." You know? Right. <laughs> and 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 with with Trump, of course, like there were there were many many things that people should have gotten into hysterics about. Oh or yeah, something, no, he's you know, an approximating awful, horrible human in being. severity. Right. But but so but the funny thing is that you know you you can you can see. A microcosm of the same kind of reaction if you've ever like taken care of children uh, or if you've ever been a child if you haven't taken care of children folks you can imagine this uh, because you can think back to your childhood but when 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 a kid is uh doing the whole crocodile tear thing and they're kicking mm. their feet and they're screaming and crying and stuff of course yeah, yeah, yeah. a smart kid doesn't just stop when they get what they want no. they still sniffle and they still you know they make it really clear or they have some other extremity of affect where suddenly it's just like they got the thing that they wanted and they can now move on to just like aha i got this candy and it's distracting me so much from what i was doing before because a lot of that's still an act i mean kids do get excited about things yeah. but but it's it's still it's a, it's an extension of that act Ch but children a really are dumb monsters. kid <laughs> yeah children are monsters but but a really dumb kid will get what they want after you know throwing a fit and then immediately like flatten their affect yeah, uh, because they don't need to be sad anymore and so you see this happening with the media where they they were the people responsible for this man getting into office absolutely and then they throw this fit for four years um because of the shit that they did and now that you know things and greatly have benefit from recovered, they well, greatly yeah. benefited from, and this is something yeah. we'll get into later. Is, uh, you know, you've you've got all these performative uh, actions now that uh, now that Trump is out of office, but the way that it's being framed is, oh, because he tried to stage a coup, we don't like him anymore, sort of stuff. Uh, when when you know, <laughs> the media has definitely benefited from Trump. Like oh, yeah. less less people yeah. believe in 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 a lot of mainstream news now, yep. uh, on on like the far fringes of the right, but the the hype machine gets them clicks, right? The the rage machine right. gets them clicks, so that you know some country bumpkin who doesn't believe anything except for whatever Q tells him uh, is like constantly hate watching all this kind of stuff, saying you're a fucking liar in his brain or. And Let's let's be clear again too, though, like not to not not like calling you out or anything, but but that it's it's important, especially as we go forward and and view um, the last four, few, four years through a historical lens and determine what kind of lens we are viewing it with, because you can never undo that, you know. Sure, uh, it's stuck with us forever. But but as we're remembering this and kind of consolidating in our memory, we need to remember that the people that supported him were not country bumpkins necessarily i mean these people no, did no, exist no, no, no. but it was not. it was people that own ski do dealerships yeah, yeah, yeah. well the, when i say country bumpkin, i mean like right. the the duck dynasty kind of fucking people where right it, right i'm not talking about a status of class or, or like right right 
uh, wealth or whatever. I'm t- I'm talking about some ignorant asshole that's been bred into money sort of thing. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just uh, for people going forward, you got you got to remember uh the uh, that uh, the uh, folks living in like oxycodone riddled sacrifice zones uh in like I don't know fucking uh, rural Tennessee or whatever. Um, those people are just non-voters. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, those those are people that are too uh, hungry and too busy to to give a shit about this kind of thing in anything but like an offhanded way. Of Largely, I well, mean, well, of I course, mean, you, there's you also very at, poor people that read theory. You, know? you, you look at the uh, the the people that stormed the Capitol, right? Mm. Um, they by, had money to buy yeah, tickets to by get and large, <laughs> these, these are wealthy business owners. And they all yeah. had that country bumpkin appeal to them, right? Yeah, the guy that yeah, was it's like totally an aesthetic they're trying to steal. Yeah, uh, and, right. and you, you you had the guy that was like wearing all those fucking furs or whatever. Not not like, not <laughs> yeah, the guy yeah, with the, the buffalo horns, but like the oh, weird, no. dopey looking kid with the with the furs on. Do you I don't know. Him? Yeah, uh, I mean, I I I'm sure it's just went through my head like diarrhea. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Everything does now. They're just that's how media uh, reacts. Uh, let's see who's this guy this, this guy's got it yeah this guy oh my god i don't think i saw that guy yeah so so he's all he's all dressed <laughs> up in, in fucking furs and shit right like he's got a little fox head on his on his, on his on his head uh he, he looks he looks like he's supposed to be like straight out of some like i don't know appalachian folktale or some shit like that you know like oh you know yeah well, uh, but you know, old Foxhead, he comes around once every year and, uh, I don't <laughs> know, steals three of your chickens and, and goes back to his cave to fuck them. I mean, there, there's always there's always kind of a, a, a faction of these people in these locations. But it is funny to see, like, one of the weird polycule guys from the Ren Fair appear at... <laughs> yeah. uh, appear at this this march. Um, so, this, so this guy, uh, it turns out, is uh-huh. the uh, the son of a prominent Brooklyn judge? Of course he is. So of he's got this. Yeah, he's got this country is. bumpkin cosplay going on, where he's all dressed up in furs and I don't know. Like I said, he looks like a yeah. like a fucking Appalachian folktale. He's from yeah. fucking Brooklyn, and and his dad right. is a judge making loads of fucking money as a judge in Brooklyn. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're people that take their boats down to the river uh, so that they can, you know, pretend that they, you know, that they live down there, you know, yeah. <laughs> or they maybe have a lake house, you know, right? No, but uh, exactly. yeah, they, they take their, they take their boat down to the river uh, to, to like grill and whatnot yeah. um, in order to, to feel as if More they're communing with nature now. and whatnot, you know? Yeah, right, right. They're not the people that push out a raft or something. They're not the people that like, fucking anarcho-punk musicians uh, are writing about, <laughs> which should be our representation of that, like, country lifestyle, you know, the, the, the this machine kills fascists thing. But Oh, I'm, you know, um, I'm so glad that you brought that up. Uh, did you see any of the inauguration? No, very little. Very, very okay. little. I couldn't, so, I was so bored by it. I saw the poet and uh, not, not impressed. Yeah, really, I, I keep but, meaning to, like, try to watch the entire inauguration, but... Uh, yeah. I was doing, I was at work and I just kind of had it playing right. while I was doing my job. And uh, Jennifer Lopez saying, uh, This land is your land. Did she? That was, okay. I knew that Lady Gaga performed, but I didn't so, know about J Lo. So yeah. 
an important thing to know about this land is your land is Woody uh, Guthrie was an anarcho-communist. Right. And right. Th- this land is your land was written as a refutation of like private property. And <laughs> um, it, oh, yeah. it, the, the, the original lyrics are very important because when it was actually released, uh, the, the, uh, the publisher or recording studio or whatever cut out two verses of, of Woody Guthrie's uh, uh, work one of which talks about how there was a sign that said, uh, or there was a wall or a high wall. And there was a painted sign that said private property, no trespassing or something like that. And he says on the other side, it didn't say anything. So he just like keeps on moving through. Um, and then the, the other verse is talking about poor and hungry people standing in line at the, uh, uh, I should, I should just look it up. So I don't fuck this Do up. It. But basically, um, the the song is seen as a as like a response slash uh, uh, refutation of of like right. the God bless America sort of rhetoric that was going around at the right, time. Right, right. Um, so yeah, the the second line is one bright and sunny morning in the shadow of the steeple, by the relief office, I saw my people as they stood hungry. I stood there wondering if God blessed America for me. So. In JLo's rendition of uh, "This Land Is Your Land," it like crescendos from the chorus. So, and and what always happens when when the song is covered is those lines are always left out. It's like the first sure. couple of lines, where it's like, "Yeah, all the way across America, this land is your mm-hmm. land. This land is my land, etc." Um, so it goes from you know the chorus straight into. Uh, a like glowing rendition of uh, "God Bless America." Oh, that's funny! And it's just that's very funny. It's, it's so ironic because yeah, she probably doesn't know, but like, no, you are literally like the the, and, and this is part of you know the the talk that I want to have about symbolism versus like actual allyship. Um, not understanding that those two things, the the song, this land is your land and God bless America, or I think it was America, the beautiful or whatever. Okay. But they yeah, both that, basically that have the same like fucking thing going on. Where yeah. It's like, and she literally says, God bless America or God shed his grace on the, or whatever, you know, right. all that sort of shit. These are two things that are opposed to each other. Woody Guthrie saw America as not blessed for the people as, as like, uh, <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I, he's he's saying like uh, uh, it's an anti-border song, more or less. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah, and and he's calling out whether or not God has actually blessed the land because all the people inside of it are hungry and poor, right? Um, except for you know the the wealthy elite. Uh, so that was just funny to me, and it just reminds me mm-hmm. that like neoliberals rarely understand what they're fucking like dealing with in terms of content sometimes. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, well, it's it's um, it's that exact same like uh, uh, picking up the mantle of some other kind of aesthetic where yeah, it's it's um, all it's all an aesthetic. It's all a symbol of yeah some kind of unity that they don't understand. Right, some kind of unity or like uh, you know um, people people in like the liberal kind of elite class uh, or literally elite class. 
You I just the, hate uh, saying the panel of people that we're currently looking at. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. These, these type of people are always like bringing up, um, you know, the inscription on like the Statue of Liberty and yeah. stuff, which great, great words give, to live give by. Give us your tired, you're poor and you're hungry and we can keep right. them that way. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, and, and so there's, yeah, actually two things, two things, which is that they, they love to uh, invoke these things uh, as if they still, if they ever were if they still were hungry and that they they feel it i think they do genuinely feel it but then there's a weird cognitive dissonance thing going on where it's just like there's this well oh yeah those are beautiful beautiful things and i'm glad that i care about it and so i don't have to do anything about it kind of thing um but then also there's this hysterical especially and this this happens with leftists all the fucking time um sure but does. also also liberals and also you know conservatives just everyone everyone does it in different ways but this this really gross way of thinking where just because um there's a romanticism uh they're romanticizing suffering and downtroddenness of course in a really bizarre way where like you, you, you get it from Marxists where they're like, workers have to be people that are like suffering at work and they need to remain workers. Like those are bad Marxists who are like yeah. obsessed with this kind of thing. <laughs> and like, you cannot be liberated from your work. You need to remain a worker and of work course. and work and work and die. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you have, you know, this, this like, well, we're all, I got, we're all country folk and we're missing our teeth or whatever the fuck. And I'm like, yeah, just... I'm gonna die from heart disease, kind of romantic uh, romanticization, yeah. and then well, the, my pa the, died on this farm, and his pa before right. him died on this farm, and I need a gun because the world is so dangerous. I need twelve guns because the world is so dangerous, yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> well, and that's, then for, the, that's the, for your uh, twelve hands, right? For you. And and then the the liberals do the same thing, where it's this this oh man, everyone's suffering so much, and you know what? We just need to remember that yeah. you know Mexicans have it really hard because they're they're all poor every single and one of they, them they they don't speak very good english all of them. and so when i when i go to a mexican restaurant i need to say uh i need to speak in spanish to them the little bit that i know because they need me to do that and they should remain that way because that's like a safe that's their identity and that's what we need to yeah. constantly respect and then and when, so when the waiter comes gross. they say something like garcia's amigo exactly exactly that kind of <laughs> yeah. thing um yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm so tired today. I forgot. I forgot how to say thank you in Spanish, which yeah, is it's, it's uh, Garcia's, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's Garcia's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Garcia's Garcon. <laughs> Funny English language. Uh, let's, anyway. let's finish up this clip. <laughs> Continue. Yeah. It, Everyone's it, dissimulating and fake. That's all I'm yeah. saying. It doesn't get any better. It's too multicultural. It's not John Wayne anymore. There's all of this multiculturalism and wokeness and liberalism, and they hate it. But they also envy it. They also wish they had it. And they hate the fact that after Ronald Reagan, they no longer had a claim to the culture. They want the culture more than they want the politics. Hmm. And so this was, this was that. This was the culture <laughs> answering what we saw on January 6th. And it was, a, it was a beautiful answer. I don't understand that take. No. It's such a weird... It's, it's completely divorced from, like, reality yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it's like uh was it was it obama that did the the whole like there's no red america or blue america there's like 
just a purple, There's, beautiful America. No, I right. That, I, I think I think so. Like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and you know what? He's 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 right. He ultimately is right, but not in no, the way no, that no, he was kind of sure. saying, right? We're like he, he was There's not a red right. America. He was accidentally yeah. right. And when you think about it in hindsight, that might that might have been like an accidental carryover from when he was uh, trying to learn like theory in order to fuck girls. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, he accidentally totally right. remembered there, some of that theory, so uh there, came there out. but there 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 isn't a red America and a blue America. There are uh these people. And then the people we've been dealing with for the last four years. Yeah. And then there are people that think about it on either end, which are in their own bizarre spaces. And then there are people that are just too tired to care. You know, which there's just g- given people like, were busy. <laughs> you know, given given how many people voted in the last election, um, mm. you know, you're, you're talking about like it was like, what, 70 some odd million a piece. Right. Um I think that's still most of America is people that are just too tired to care. Yeah, exactly. I, it, it it's, it's a sizable. It's like it's like almost like I don't know half of the the eligible voter base yeah, is like see. still completely disinterested in voting because they don't feel represented by either side enough to like give a shit enough to vote. I think. Right. Right. Let me let me see. Let me find the numbers here. We can we can move on and continue on with stuff while I find these numbers. Yeah, um, cool. So, um, you know the <laughs> the quote unquote left uh, not understanding who is or isn't their ally. Um, obviously, uh, MSNBC has its own brain worms problems, but uh, I've talked a little bit about them, and I've kind of been going on this uh, this this recurring rant on the Instagram story. Uh, for for the benzo rehab dungeon instagram um you know understanding who who our allies are and who our allies aren't and you know being able to spot like disingenuous actors versus genuine actors whether or not they're like ideologically perfect or anything like that but no one is first off yeah no one Uh, ever will be right i i have my own problems uh, you have your own just problems. to i don't uh but <laughs> but just 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 re- really quickly actually I, I was surprised by this but apparently 61 percent of the eligible voters in the u.s voted so it is the majority of them uh, and, but but, but still to, not by think far that that this is after four yeah. years of trump yeah that's 60 it's usually not that high yeah, yeah no it's normally like i, I want to say like 35 40 percent yeah i think so because usually i i think i end up hearing in the like the, the ranting and raving of like the vote or die stuff usually they're saying like 60 percent of people don't vote or something like yeah, that yeah right um it's it's, but, it's um, usually two-thirds that don't vote is from what from what i right that seems right yeah and so it's like weird and alarming that this election two-thirds of, of the population actually voted um people have wild abjection responses yeah no people it, feel disgust you know yeah no they're, they're and then and it's 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 a aesthetic thing of course um, right trump was embarrassing you know yeah uh just, well it it just it just goes to show that the best way to win an argument is to call someone a poopy head and that's like ultimately <laughs> how you do win is yeah. you make them out to be gross and then it's mm-hmm. like oh i don't want to agree with him yeah, yeah. oh gotta vote um, against the poopy head guy against Janky. i don't want a poopy head president i mean 
we have a lot to learn from children, especially from this episode. You I know? think so. Yeah. This is, well, this, uh, is yeah. A, <laughs> this is an episode about children now. Um, uh, so those I, are I, the only allies we have. <laughs> <laughs> children just speak the truth all the time. <laughs> Especially when they lie. Yeah, yeah. Especially um, when they're lying to get cookies or something. The uh, I, I do want to say though that uh, you know certain certain people who who might be our, our allies, quote unquote, are are not great. Like you know Trudeau's not great, but 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 uh, some people are are really awesome uh, and are pretty much perfect, uh, like Macron. <laughs> Okay. I didn't mean when, any of that. You said I Trudeau. I was that. like, oh, yeah. I'm suspecting no, something coming out of this. Yeah. Trudeau's uh, a shithead, and Macron's like a like a, a banker monster. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the, <laughs> uh, the French are constantly burning their country down for a reason, as they should. Uh, yeah, and it's not because Macron has ushered in a wave of uh, magical socialism and happiness <laughs> or something. Uh, right. Sorry, I was just uh, refreshing my drink because I need more of that. Uh, so I've, I've talked about him a couple of times on the, the Instagram story, of course. And uh, I think maybe once or twice in the, in the podcast, I've kind of brought him up. Uh, but there's there's Jimmy Dore. Um, oh, yeah. Who who had a good idea with the with the force of vote thing. I, I will admit sure. that much. It was it was a good idea. Functionally, it, it really couldn't work. And uh you know the the quote-unquote squad i i think that term is so cringy but everybody knows what i mean when i say the squad yeah so that's the best way to say that just because it's a cringy term for it you know you didn't invent it yeah i didn't invent (laughs) it's not your fault i don't like go like in my mind i'm not like you know the squad who i love the squad yeah um hashtag hands yeah (laughs) Uh, but but you know the the people in the squad recognize that you know yeah this is a neat idea to try to force the vote on Medicare for all so that we have on record uh, a list of Democrats and Republicans all Republicans essentially uh, that don't support Medicare for all so that we can try to primary them well functionally it wouldn't have really worked to try to le- leverage that against uh, Pelosi because. Mm the the machinations of congress how they how they work when they're choosing a speaker of the house it would have gone up to a vote uh if there wasn't enough votes to confirm either pelosi or mccarthy who is a nightmare uh compared to pelosi who is a shitty person um right it would just go to a secondary vote and whoever won that secondary vote would be the new speaker of the house so right you can't really leverage that against, and this is before you know, um, you know that it, it just wouldn't have fucking worked, basically. No. Um, and you know, Jimmy Dore has been going on this tear about how uh, everyone in the squad is a bunch of fucking frauds and liars, and they're just here I'm to sure. silence you know the the actual leftists and progressives. Right. And, and I don't think that you know. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is necessarily a leftist by any means. Um, I think. No, I mean some, they're some they're sock dems. They're all yeah. They, we they, have a bunch of sock dems. They have some but honestly, views. 
there's nothing wrong at this point in time with the current no, political it's, it's, environment it's to, to try to drag in more sock dems yeah yeah it's an over i i would much rather have a government full of aocs than a government full of i don't know anybody to the right of her <laughs> wait you want you want like medical care and stuff yeah uh, just be, is that is that a, is cool. that a thing you want yeah it'd be yeah. cool and you know having having medical care as like an implicit right in america would open up more bargaining avenues for more leftist ideas uh, crazy because when crazy. when when medical care is no longer like a part of your works. union's negotiation um, right your union can now negotiate for more things I really think that's the biggest part of it. Not that unions are are particularly strong right now, no, but no, no, of course but not. just uh, and honestly, it, it would it would weaken unions in some ways, which is why some unions are against Medicare for all right now. Um, yeah, but I think but, I think uh, that's a, which I disagree with them on. Yeah, but, I, I think. That's, but I mean, that's you know, it's their own individual power politics. Yeah. Um, but but by by stripping away things like medical care from work does absolutely open up the floodgates for a lot of other social change. It sure does. And, and, and I think that in, in a way, it also helps out, you know, people in unions uh, or unions in general, because though they lose that like big political chip and that potential for power play right now, where, you know, the unions, why you get medical care. And it's like, right. yeah, that's awesome. And thank yeah. you for it. But now we don't have to worry about that. And so now instead of bargaining for medical care, you can try to fight to get us a living wage. Exactly. You know? Yep. Um, yeah. It's just less shit to worry about. And so I totally understand like union organizers and stuff that are saying, well, shit, we need this in order to keep ourselves together and keep some kind of power. But that's still, like you said, exactly like you said, politically short-sighted. Yeah. Uh, and, and ethically uh, and, short-sighted. And I think we'll, we'll, maybe I can find the clip a little bit later on, but um there's there's been a there's been a strike going on on the uh in I bet india are you oh oh this one yeah for a dollar more yeah like, that's for, for a dollar more for. and like the police are arresting people yep. out of nowhere for it and uh i saw i saw a video i don't have it queued up but i can probably find it if i like google search the right terms the one where they're like getting pushed onto the the sidewalk and shit and like uh not that one no um uh. it's a video of one of the uh the union organizers and uh Basically, there were there was a, a freight train coming in that was going to have like a bunch of stock on it. And okay. uh, the union like called ahead to that train and said, hey, we're striking right now. We don't want your stock because we don't want to work. And uh, it's, it's two like Teamster unions. And right. so like the, the freight train operator was like, oh, you're Teamsters? We're Teamsters too. Fuck those guys and turn the train around essentially. Dope. Um, yeah, and and that's how you fucking get, you get things done because capitalism no. doesn't work if the workers don't fucking perform. And yeah, it's it's you, it's funny that like you know it's Teamsters get like a lot of shit and like that word itself has become kind of like toxifying well, yeah, because, because of, like, there gangster was the, movies uh, and stuff. Yeah, um, there was the mafia stuff that was involved with the Teamsters right. way back when, but, but that's not but what it's, it is it's anymore. Such, no, no, which is why they're they're weaker now. Uh, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> organized um, crime is sometimes okay i'll just say it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean it's it's uh i feel like when, when people think about teamsters too they only think of a union rather which is also an interesting kind of thing instead True. of like the role that they actually yeah, fulfill yeah, yeah. but um just you know walter benuin I've, I, I think i've brought him up on the last couple podcasts if, if i, I haven't mentioned have, him yes. I, 
it's it's either been that or in the workshops i honestly don't remember what happens where now it's all uh, a blend but yeah it's all a blend um covid world but you know his his major response to um to not having like an ethical form of law and not having an ethical form of violence uh was that uh if you want something done just stop things from working do like a general strike and stuff yeah, and the best way to do that is to simply shut down logistics mm -hmm. so teamsters uh and anyone that has to do with making the, the like essentially the cardiovascular system of the country work when, uh, uh, those are the people that you need to to make stop working for a while to make when, things change when, when covid uh first broke out there was a general strike of all longshoremen on the west coast because they didn't think that Dope. they were getting proper protections right uh, from the virus and all yeah. it took was like <clears throat> not even a full day of just not operating the cranes and other machinery that pull all these shipping containers off of boats and uh they basically got all their demands met immediately because right <laughs> that's just I, so much money that was sitting there some of it perishable and i might also be remembering this wrong but was it the i it was one of the bills that that uh trump's tried to push through i think it was one of the like the the immigration bans but you just you had like a a two day probably less i think it was a couple hours maybe um uh strike of people in airports yep yep uh and that's all it took because it just stop things from moving. Exactly. Stop yeah. things yeah. from moving. That's that's a capitalism requires that movement, and once you stop that movement, and right. and and it, it it's 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 political power, and it's and it's how you make negotiations work. When you have the upper hand, and you recognize that you have the upper hand, and you don't just like say, "Hey, I have the upper hand here. Uh, you better do what I say." but you actually force that to happen. You, you, not, right. you not only recognize and say that you have the upper hand, but you just demonstrate the upper hand. You, you get your yeah. demands met immediately. <laughs> and that's, that's right. actually like exactly what Marx was trying to argue. Uh, Marx wasn't necessarily anti-capitalism. He thought that capitalism was a good motivator or a good machine in order to make this kind of thing happen. Right, that it's both the evil and the thing that causes the evil to collapse into itself, right. which is the whole accelerationist point, kind of. Mm -hmm. um, but the if you if I'm telling I'm telling people the two best ways, and I'm not encouraging anyone to do one of these things. The other one is legal. You're just saying hypothetically. Um, I'm just saying hypothetically. What, what, uh, what some of my uh, friends and I have been saying lately is... Uh, in Minecraft? Yeah, in Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever so we're if, saying something that might be troubling, we just say, yeah, well, you know, in Minecraft, it would be theoretically possible actually, to... If, if I said in Minecraft, it would actually make it more confusing because it's something you could do in Minecraft and it's bizarre. You can uh, do anything in Minecraft. But you can make a you fucking can, calculator you can. in Minecraft. But, but totally you hypothetically... You can all your relationships with playing Minecraft. <laughs> If, if, if we were to uh, perform a targeted mass pension withholding scheme where all the banks that, you know, fed into pensions uh, withheld or all of the people that led into the, you know, the, the pensions held by banks, yep. if those withholdings occurred, you could uh, collapse uh, capital very quickly uh, off of that probably, uh, or 
if we're talking about more on, on the logistics end, or at least capital as we know it right now, uh, but uh, or on the logistics end, you could simply um, shut down the servers that run things like our banking data or trading, micro trading. If you just shut down a lot of the servers for that, um, I mean, imagine imagine what could be done. Imagine. Uh, <laughs> no, and, and because, you know, speaking on like the the side of like kind of having an idea of how the infrastructure works. Mm. Um, there is so, 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 so much effort that goes into making sure that those kind of things never happen. And the reason right. is because if it ever did happen, it would, it would just collapse so many, I want to say fake versions of the economy, you know, yeah, the abstracted would, economy. Yeah, yeah. The abstracted, not, not the like actual market economy of you being able to like buy your food but like right. the speculative uh market of you know right how much is oil worth today sort of thing <laughs> right the futures market mm -hmm. or or any kind of speculative market yeah which uh which i, th um, I think uh, every time we bring up the futures market we should remind people that uh water is now on the table for the futures market it absolutely is yeah is, uh, a um, wonderful development in in uh, scarcity Right. And just, just, just to, to clarify something I said before, it would be totally, totally legal to perform uh, a massive withholding uh, regime. It would be yeah. totally legal. Right. The only thing that stops it from occurring is that people uh, that invest into them are investing into it out of greed. Yep. Uh, but if you were to, I don't know, put together some kind of a group that bought up the uh, these kind of withholdings or portfolios and then restricted them, uh, you could erase uh, all of the corporate pensions. <laughs> yeah. um, I, you could I'll just tell do you that. one thing, like as, as somebody uh, <laughs> who, who works for an organization that's giving him a pension, that is literally all I fucking go into work for anymore. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I perform my job because I know at the end of it, I will have a pension and it doesn't matter how like shitty the job is. I still have that pension at the end of the day. And, and imagine on the other end of that too, where you have the people who are making billions of dollars or, you know, let's low end millions of dollars a year and will continue making that after they quit. What if all of their future money doing all these evil things for this company just didn't exist anymore? What exactly. if you, yeah. you could you no lose, longer you lose your incentive yeah. for, for doing all the shitty stuff. And right. a lot of people will lose their their incentive for even coming to work. So you, right. you could collapse so much through that. Yeah, what what if the Koch brothers brother brother? Thank God, yeah. uh, there's all one down. There's only one. Uh, <laughs> one down, one to go. Yeah. No, no, no. Because uh, that Wyatt Coke kid should die for. Oh God, career. yeah, that's that's a good point. <laughs> um, but if this if the Koch brother uh, were to have to suffer any kind of consequences when he grinds like some kind of uh, logistics, again, logistics company down yep. into the ground, um, if if that actually led to a negative balance, um, <laughs> imagine what could be done sure. uh, if ruining people's lives had a negative uh, instead of a, a positive or even just a neutral consequence. Um, but maybe he likes doing that. I don't know gets him off it's possible it's like a king gets him off yeah he he likes to visit like abandoned manganese uh like factories <laughs> uh 
Look at how much knowing... destruction I've wrought, and then he jacks <laughs> off onto the the rusted conveyor belts or something. It's like all the chemical pile here will never be used for anything, and it's just going uh, <laughs> uh, to neuter uh, yeah. the uh, the redlined neighborhoods that are are immediately across the street. Beautiful. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anyway, what else we got? Yeah, I, I, I was going to try to work this into the conversation somehow, but. Uh, uh, Jimmy Dore, um, Jimmy Dore has been railing against people like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez for being frauds and liars, and that's my that's my Jimmy Dore impression. It's pretty good. That's not yeah. far off. You're a fucking fraud, you fucking stupid asshole, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, the fucking liar. Is that pretty good? <laughs> I feel like it's pretty good. It's, that's a, it's it's funny because it's like. You could never convince me that you were him over the phone. Sure. But I immediately know it's him. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's so kind of like it's, all it's, the Trump impressions that were going around. Right. But those those are, I have a whole thing about that where those are just bad. Yeah. But No, for sure. Every, every single Trump uh, impression, including any that I've done, are bad. What's because, the, uh, because none of us are like the weird alien that Trump actually is. <laughs> That's true. That that's part of it. And, but and you can't cap. Uh, there was uh there was an article done by um. I'm blanking on his name right now, but uh, it was a really good article, and I'm gonna look it off off look it up off screen while we watch this Jimmy Dore clip real quick. Well, while while you find that, it, Norm McDonald actually pointed out why why none of the uh, and he's he's actually he kind of right wingy even though no, he's yeah, no, he, hilarious he's, and he's wonderful kinda, and I love him yeah um. I don't know his politics, but he seems to be more right wing. I don't know, but uh, but he he pointed out why people are really bad at doing Trump impressions, and it's that in order to do a good impression of someone, you need to love them a little bit. Yeah, no, no, no for sure. <laughs> you and, know? and nobody actually loves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, while while you were saying that, um, I I was able to to pull you it found up. It? Okay, what is it? Yeah, it's a uh, samchris.com. Oh, that guy rules. Yeah, yeah Sam he's... Sam Chris does really really good writing. Uh, it's very poetic a lot of time, but he did a an article called uh, "Cancion de Trump," and he describes Trump as uh, um, so. Like th- this is the opening line: uh, In October, President Donald Trump suggested he might leave the country if he lost the election. Now he's lost. He won't go, but I like to imagine him in Greenland. You might remember that only last year there was a brief scandal when Trump suggested buying the island from Denmark. The Danes stuck their chests out and refused the deal, and everyone pretended to ignore the fact that the island is functionally an American colony. Anyway, dotted with the U.S. military bases and only barely, vaguely, fictionally under Danish sovereignty. Maybe that was why the sale never went through, so Trump would have somewhere to flee, or wouldn't have somewhere to flee. Um, Imagine Trump and Nook, scraggly bearded and swaddled in a parka, trudging through the snow with his rod to fish. A quiet man, a teetotaler on an island full of broken, violent drunks. <laughs> um, but he, but he goes into how like uh, uh, there, there's a, a, a like m- mythical monster in Greenland called the Quivitic, um, which is like just so alien and weird that like people have trouble describing it, and it just stays off in in the wilderness alone and like beats its own dick essentially, um, and. That's kind of what Trump is. Uh, I seem to have lost your audio. 
Sorry, I saw. Uh, I saw you sent me a message saying you heard me through Zoom. Uh, and I oh no, no, no! That that was that was when you were working the stuff out before. Oh, that was us. That was a good thing that you yeah, heard me through yeah, Zoom. Yeah. I was like, I I don't think you're picking me up through this other program. But <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so the Quivitic. Yeah. So anyways, I look, haven't read that up. article by him. What's that? I haven't read that article by him. It's it's, it's no, great. It's, uh, it's it's actually yeah. like a couple down now on his blog, but. Samchris.com right. yeah. and uh, you can just scroll down to Cancion de Trump. Um, his uh, his work uh, talking about the fires in California is probably still my favorite. Yeah, no, it's, it's beautiful, uh, yeah, beautiful phenomenal. writing and uh, very, yeah. very poignant. Anyways, Jimmy Dore. Also, I followed him on Instagram oh, and he has okay. great cooking stuff too. Well, He's a really go. very good cook. Yeah. Uh, good cooks <laughs> always have good policies. Props to San Chris. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so Jimmy Dore has been railing against people like AOC for being frauds and liars and whatever, of course, bullshit, of course. et cetera, Which, et cetera. You know, half true, half true. Sure. Kind of, sort of. Half, quarter true. Yeah. I, I have a lot of problems with these people too. Not yes. nearly as virulent of course. Uh, about nobody, it as nobody, Jimmy Dore. Nobody here on, yeah. on this podcast is going to say that AOC is perfect or. Uh, but I'm not, also not going to say she's a fraud. No, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You're going to recognize that she's an ally. So here's Jimmy Dore and who he is starting to consider an ally. And then immediately oh. after we... It's just we, Hitler's face. It basically might as well be. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> immediately after we watch this clip, I want to play a, a, a clip from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to kind nice of juxtapose... Uh, who might actually be the you. the most left leaning person in this conversation, or at least the most uh, <laughs> the most positive benefit to people who are on the left? Yeah, I mean, I think Jimmy Dore, in a very bizarre theoretical sense, is uh, more left leaning, but he's just a comedian. A he's he's more so left leaning in terms of. I don't think uh, he's a. He will shout leftist things but yeah, not yeah. do anything to actually make them happen and he's actually agreed yeah detrimental to the progress as we'll see totally agreed yeah so here's a guy there's a guy who's uh a man who aligns with boogaloo boys who are the boogaloo boys what is that i don't even know what that Good is question you to start off oh, with no. i don't is that know like that... the proud boys i i think Steph, look so up boogaloo i'll look boys. at boogaloo I, my guess is they're proud boys is who like to dance. I think they're dead. Yeah, they're probably b proud boys with rhythm. <laughs> he doesn't even know who the fucking Boogaloo boys so are. So this guy I went mean, to proud, the state capitol in Michigan. It's kind of funny way to say it. Kind of, but... Could, could you could you turn it up a little bit, too? Is oh, that possible? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's basically as far up as I can go on my end, so maybe... You Just know. up into my ribs, yeah. <laughs> and he gave this speech. Now, Ron, I want you to listen to this speech, and... Tell me how much of this you agree with. Because we're told these people are maniacs. Yes, they're loosely organized, far-right, oh, anti-government, no. and extremist political start, movement right? in the United States, this according to bad, huh? Wiki. Okay. So here's He's what he the says. angriest looking motherfucker. I'm told that. Militias, they are the antibodies, not the disease that is destroying our country. The so he included Antifa in that. Oh, so now he's yeah, an ally. I, I mean, I, I, I think he said BLM, Antifa, and, and then he also said Boogaloo, Boogaloo and Cowboys. Yeah. yeah, so let me listen to it again. BLM, Antifa, Boogaloo, and right-wing militias. Yes, he says BLM, Antifa, Boogaloo, and right-wing right militias 
are not the problem. That's what he's saying. Let's listen to it again. Who gives a fuck what this guy well, said? Antifa, Boogaloo, and right-wing militias, they are the antibodies, not the That's disease true. that is destroying our country. They are the antibodies, he says, not the disease destroying our country. I fucking hate the way. The disease is a country run by two corrupt political parties that do not care about you. So deeply incestuous with corporations that they are indistinguishable from each other. A government that spent six months debating whether to give their own people $600, but only 24 hours to unanimously agree to give billions of dollars to foreign tyrannical governments and corporations. A government that has bombed villages overseas my entire life for my supposed safety here. This is a call for unity. For all of American people that realize the true threat against us to come together. For every mother mourning the ch or children that was killed by police, for every business crushed down by state lockdowns, for every broken soldier sent to fight wars that have no point. This is our last chance to avoid either a tyrannical civil, a tyrannical government or a bloody and pointless civil war among American people who do not have that much against each other and have more in common than they realize. And a message to the government, we come in peace, we do not intend to commit violence, but I am pleading with you, with tears in my eyes and cracks in my voice, if you continue to oppress the American people, they will remain rational no longer. Thank can, you. Can you pause it for a second? I, I guess it's probably at the end, but yeah, or, or that's, the end of that part. Yeah. But yeah, the, uh, the the speaker there, he's not saying anything I disagree with necessarily, no, but no, it's no. really funny to me when he says, when he says, with tears in my eyes and cracks in my voice. Yeah, I because feel like that's he's a General Mattis quote. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, 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 I couldn't hear some of that, but, but, um, I, it, uh, he, he doesn't say that it's the general matter. Oh, he group, doesn't. But, okay. but I immediately but, recognize that as something that general right, matter ex Marine said. and stuff. Yeah. yeah because I'm um, an ex Marine, but that kind of thing, those, 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 uh, those lines were just like, Oh, did you just read your own stage directions? That's exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, that's why it's so, <laughs> so here's Jimmy Dore platforming the boogaloo boys as potential allies to the left in what fucking imagination is that possibly true yeah i mean i i'm still you know i i'm on an, uh, an awkward precipice between like left and post left and like the communities that i kind of round around in now uh and so i don't necessarily have a problem with the idea of at least looking at a lot of this rhetoric and agreeing with it and drawing in people from that kind of group for sure no no, no. That, and also like you you heard me you heard me talk about the capital protests and how i think that it's like it's hilarious that assholes got fucked yeah <laughs> but it's also like ultimately i i'm it's cool that the capital got stormed kind of thing and so it's 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 a weird mix that i have where it's like i I disagree with Jimmy Dore in a lot of ways, especially with his smug ass face. Uh, and it's, so it's unbearable. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, I mean, these, these people are uh, most of the rest of their exceeding politics are terrible and nonsensical, but it is good and important to view those inroads in and not to be caught up by them. That's, I think that's the main difference here, but that, like, that's a, kind that, of like, exactly what I'm, I, I don't disagree right. with a lot of what he said. Right. I Where it's genuinely like, challenge the, the genuineness of it. What, what right. it leads to 
what the actual politics being professed are. Like, it's one thing to say, oh, yeah, yeah we're, n- we're not uh, anti-Antifa or whatever. Well, these people would immediately become fascists if they were ever given power. So, I, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I think a, a lot of that is, is absolutely true. I, I think that there, there's, unless someone is an obvious and terrible liar, which most of these people thankfully are, because they never have to lie well because people agree with them so easily. Yeah. Uh, but but I, I, I choose to let people more or less, dog whistles are part of their honesty too. Let me say that, that they will perform dog whistles and lie about it later and those lies are bad. Uh, but, but as they dog whistle, that's still a part of their honesty so long as you understand all the language that's being used because they are speaking to someone, right? Uh, it just may not be to you, but I choose to believe people when they're saying things, unless it's just such an obvious lie, uh, largely, not just as an act of optimism, because a lot of people on the internet have been calling me optimistic recently, which is you've interacted with me in person yeah, and I, anyone I know that you better knows than, that that's than, not true than these people. Do, yeah. I guess. <laughs> but, but so but 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 what, that's one of the things is that like I do af- affirmative readings of things, and it's it's not that at all. It's in fact the fact that I am I'm cynical about myself, right? Sure. And it's uh, sorry. This is a tangent, but I'll I'll, I'll finish it quickly. There's a um, a Sartre uh, quote, which is that it's the anti-Semite who creates the Jew. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And not to compare them to anti-Semites and to compare myself to a Jew, even though it's literally, or sorry, the other way around. Uh, but, uh, but that's still kind of literally what I'm trying to avoid, where I don't want to produce images of people so that I can produce an image for myself. Because that, that dialectic works both ways, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the, the anti-Semite because an, becomes an anti-Semite because he built a Jew, right? And so it's a circuitous thing forever. And so when he, when this guy says that he has these complaints and that he agrees with these other people, I think that he genuinely believes that just probably the rest of his politics of like removing, you know, all forms of regulation and stuff are bullshit and he's bad and all that. Jimmy Dore, I think is, um, sorry, my last thing about my interaction with with these people would be that I wouldn't necessarily want to say, hey guys, we're on the same team. I would say, hey guys, come on to my team. Exactly. Because we agree about these that's, things, right? That's, that's Jimmy the Dora, differentiation. The, the other way around, kind of, right? right? Yeah, no, that that is the differentiation there. Yeah. Like, maybe there's there's some kind of communication that could be had between these two groups to say, okay, yes. you believe all these problems exist, and we agree that all these things are problems. Right. Here is my set of politics, uh, or my set of beliefs. Here's how I think this should be prescriptively dealt with. Right. And you know, how we should go about it. Whereas Jimmy Dore is just flat out saying, Oh, these guys are on our fucking team. Cause they, they believe all the same problems exist. Well, yeah. every, every average, you know, right wing nut thinks that all the same things are, the, are, you know, like by and large, we all agree that there are issues and yeah. many people see the same things as issues like, uh, endless wars, well, a lot of yeah. people on the right wing side of things will say, instead of endless wars, how about we just nuke every country we don't agree with? <laughs> and that's, you know, right, that's right. that's where, you know, that's where the disagreement starts. You know, where whereas I would say, hey, we shouldn't have been in Afghanistan for the last 
20 years, somebody on the far right wing will say, yeah, we should have just turned that place into a sea of glass, which is rhetoric that we heard at the time of of the start of the war. Isn't that that absolutely incredible that that kind of rhetoric was used? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, like just wholesale destruction of an entire people and their way of life and their existence. And then we were shocked by like Trump's whole like their rapist and rapist and criminals thing, which is also extremely offensive. Yeah, it's still um, offensive, but like it. But this Bush is, this is what the this is what the Republican <laughs> Party has fomented for for the last you know yeah. so many decades. So I said I would I would uh, uh, juxtapose this with a clip of yeah. Alexander. But just Ocasio look at his Cortez. look at his face for a minute. Just everyone yeah. that has this on video, look at Jimmy Dore's beautiful, totally non disingenuous face. Sorry, double negative there. And so the other point that I want to make real quick is that he's viewing these people as allies. Yeah. And he doesn't even know who they are and what their beliefs are. But since they just said like a couple of the right things, he's, he's taking them on as allies essentially in this clip. And this is why Jimmy Dore is a fucking grifter, dumb piece of shit because he doesn't even understand what he's talking about. And he's been railing against, somebody who we're going to see in the next video. Uh, right. And you can go ahead and make your, your judgment call on who is a better ally to the left. But I've, I've, I've gotten my bet placed on uh, AOC being a better ally to the left. Here can, is... I, can I do a really quick in sure. before? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, yeah. I want to step, uh, step in front of some criticism that people might, might give to you or us, but uh, you and I have had more than one, drunk or sober argument about sam cedar right of course where i i'm more forgiving of him than you are uh just like maybe you're more forgiving of aoc than i am yeah which is funny um but uh well i mean we we think of we think of politics in like the quadrant but it's not really that right right it's way more complicated yeah but but just so the people are aware uh, because I know that Sam Cedar and and Jimmy Dore have a huge beef thing, sure. and I want to I, I want to step ahead of that by saying that Mike is not exactly a massive fan, at least right now, of Sam Cedar, right? And so it's not just that you're fanboying over someone you agree with no. and you're attacking his enemy. Uh, so yeah, just 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 getting ahead of people saying like, well, you're just fucked. The, the, you're the Majority Report stooge kind of thing. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm not a majority. Re- I actually stopped listening to them yeah. uh, in the lead up to the election because I got tired of all the which, shit. which God bless you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I still I still kept listening. Like I said, I'm more forgiving of, of, of Sam and we agree on some things more than others. Uh, but yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's yeah. definitely not what not what's no, happening. This here. isn't me like <laughs> taking a side in the Sam Cedar versus Jimmy Dore debate. Yeah. I think Sam Cedar has some uh he's a lame-o electoralist sockdown. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That... Kinda, <laughs> yeah that, that's that's kind of that's kind of like most of my problem with them. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's see, we've had these arguments already, yeah, which is why Exactly. We've to, had these conversations. So you know my stance on it. Uh, I'm not I'm not choosing sides in the Sam Cedar versus Jimmy Dore thing, except for like would I rather listen to Sam Cedar versus Jimmy Dore? Of course I would, because Sam Cedar actually has uh, legitimate like we we may disagree sometimes, but I 
think that Sam Cedar is not a grifter or yeah, or he like, actually knows how social security works. He, yeah, he <laughs> like, knows he knows how all these processes he that that's and that's one of my criticisms of of him is that he is so involved in the process sometimes. Right. That he, yeah, he misses yeah. the I- ideology a lot. For sure. Whereas yeah, Jimmy Dore yeah. Jimmy Dore has like ideology sort of, but he has no idea in how to fucking apply no it in any way that's useful. Yeah. And so yep. this is the the differentiation that I would like to make between somebody like Jimmy Dore, who is calling uh, AOC like a fraud and and a fake or whatever. Um, this is uh, this is the the same day as the inauguration. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez did not attend the inauguration. Instead, she was at the Hunts Hunts Point Produce Market, uh, standing shoulder to shoulder with people who are are trying to bargain for a higher wage. Shoulder to shoulder with each of you all, and for all of our workers here, for all of our, our other unions that are operating in solidarity, coming out here. Thank you for showing up, and for anybody who might be watching or hearing, who isn't part of you, who's just in the neighborhood, pull up. Cheers. Cheers to her for that. Yeah. Seems nothing, uh, nothing like she, she said uh, there is, is contestable at all. Uh, there's, there's another clip, uh, which I wasn't able to find, uh, but she talks about how organizations like this don't just improve the lives of the people directly involved in the, the organization, but that it shows the rest of America that these things can happen and that uh, employers either need to change their ways or be subject to these kind of strikes, et cetera, et cetera. So who do you think is, is practicing a better leftism um, <laughs> out of these two people? Um, I mean, it's, it's hard to say. Who's performing no, direct true. action versus the guy who's just screaming about how AOC the, is a fraud and a fucking yeah. liar and, yeah. uh, and who's calling the boogaloo boys fucking allies just because they they have the same list of problems we have but not necessarily the same list of uh of uh fixes that we have right oh shit so they they stopped they stopped 300 is that 300 pounds of fruits and vegetables the work at the market described as backbreaking with employees moving around 300 pounds of fruits and vegetables daily no not 300 pounds 300,000 pounds. Did I say 300 pounds? I meant yeah. 300,000 pounds, yeah. yeah. I, I can do 300 pounds in an hour. Yeah. Less than that. For sure, yeah. 300,000 pounds. You're a very strong boy. I, thank you. That's all <laughs> I said that for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 300,000 pounds a day in this one market. Wild. Wild. I want to see if I can find that video of the, uh, the guy that uh, was at the... This is this is why we need an editor or, or a producer rather. Don't we have a producer coming on soon? Yeah, uh, that that's in the works. Still I, need, I need to talk nice. to him again. Um, as as I know from building my own PC in this environment, the PC market is like incredibly fucked up right now. So I think he's graphics cards, especially right. 
graphics cards especially uh processors are are still kind of messy but um are they not not near like you can still get a decent processor but like all of the the recent generation uh graphics cards are like fucked right now you should Um, do what i do and have like a generous friend give you uh hand-me-down computers i no no (laughs) i I don't have friends so oh i'll give you mine i have a buddy he's about to give me a new one so i'll give you (laughs) yeah no i need to figure out uh what happened with my old computer so that i can give it to you um the the joke guys is that mike gave me the computer i'm using right now and so he'll give me this new one because he's about to give me a second one because he's a psychopath and so we're we're talking about like we're talking about like a decade's worth of computers so right so he's gonna give me this this second computer and so to make sure that he's up to date, I'm I'm gonna give him my hand me down, which will be the older computer that he gave me. <laughs> and it'll just go it's in like this like cycle. spiral yeah. down into the drain. Yeah. A, a 69 <clears throat> of computer giving. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, or an EA. So EA. we're 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 at a minute twenty-three. Lowercase. All right. Twenty-four, I guess. What's it mean? Um I I wanted to talk about so the parlor hacks right um, oh yeah <laughs> uh, parlor had abysmal uh data security of course because the right wing doesn't know how to run websites or or like be counterculture in any way which is for, so like, funny weird, weirdly performative like <laughs> uh, <laughs> i saw a funny meme earlier today you know like the big strong dog versus the little dog that's like Oh right. It looks looks sad and pathetic. You're you're mispronouncing it. It's a big strong doge. I didn't want to say small that doge. so bad that I just said dog. <laughs> uh, the the, the mis- Sorry, go mispronunciation <laughs> there was intentional. <laughs> uh, but I saw that meme and, and it was like uh uh anti establishment devs back in the day and it was like Pirate Bay and yes. uh, the other with their like they're 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 like low orbit servers and yeah shit. They, they had low but, orbit yeah. servers they hosted all their stuff in like third uh like third somalian party shit, yeah. and like er- everything was was done like to completely avoid all all legal uh recourse while they were the fighting 2000- in court 2007 was dope for being, oh yeah like, no it was, underground uh, it was a internet great time guy. for like for like the pirate media yeah that was fun. It so was I saw that, fun. and and, and <laughs> so you know, I had uh, the Pirate Bay, and then it was like uh, uh, anti-establishment developers today, and it was Parlor looking like a sad little, <laughs> little dog. Um, but you know, we we have the Parlor hacks, and and the Parlor hacks were carried out by mostly Where? uh kind of left-leaning Antifa sort of types of people, and they they milled all this data. They then, downloaded the entire, yes, the entire terabytes, set of assets. Terabytes, by the way. Like everything, everything. Yeah. Like I can, because Facebook lets me download my own data, right. but it's in such a way that it's essentially unusable to me. Sure. Right. Yeah. It doesn't so, include I mean, I any can still of your do personal data. It. it doesn't include any of your personal data. Well, no, I, I can download my personal data. You can do that because there oh, was, okay. there was a thing, really? there was a thing with Facebook where and there is still a way to do it if I'm if I understand correctly, but you can actually download your own personal okay, data well, and then yeah yeah I, I oh, think hold up, the hold up. the but you can 
you can nuke it where you can download your own personal, personal data. data here is a little bit different well hold up but you you, you can download your own like metadata you everything that the the sure. website tracks yeah, yeah. about you but you can only download yours and then you can re-upload it in a broken way yeah, so you right. can fuck up facebook's data but with with parlor you could just download that same thing but for just literally everyone yeah for everybody that right. existed it was like I you think in, to- in total, there's like 80 terabytes of uh, user data now that's Yo, been downloaded. Right. Disgusting. Yeah, that's awesome. So hilarious on, on the forefront. And then on the, what's on above the... a terabyte? Huh? What's above a terabyte? I... We've only had to one worry about terabytes. At this I don't point. think we we've. Yeah, I don't I don't honestly know. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Go on. I'm sure there's something greater than a terabyte, but I think right. we just start counting in like thousands of terabytes at that point. I don't know. That's fair. Um so so that that data hack happened um and it was mostly by like leftist antifa sort of people and Sorry, I figured it out. What they I'm Sorry, I'm they... really obnoxious right now. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Above a terabyte, it's I only have to say it because it sounds so cool. It's an exabyte. Ah, yes, an exabyte of data. Nearly a, a full exabyte of data was downloaded from Parler. That's, it sounds like such a fake, uh, like a fake term, well, exabyte. It's, it's all fake terms, right? Right, right, that's fair. Followed like, by a like zettabyte and a and yodabyte. And, and gajillions. Like, it's all fake. It's all fake why, metrics. Why does yodabyte follow zettabyte? Nobody knows. Zettabyte. I'm not remembering my Greek letters right, maybe. Okay, sorry. I'm done. I'm done. Continue <laughs> on. Parlor. I've, yeah, I've so, really been a so, pain. Uh, and, and what they did was they submitted this data to the FBI, which on some levels there there is like a schadenfreude of like, aha, we got you with the oh, state, yeah. you know? We got you with the, the carceral uh, state, and now you're going to be yep. taken to prison. Um. I, I really feel that people need to be reminded that the, the FBI not only ran a counter-communist, a counter-leftist, a counter-socialist uh, program from, from the 1950s, uh, but assassinated people uh, through this program right. Right. and uh, freely admits to it and hasn't changed anything about that. So, you know... We we joke about people on the right who who you know voted for Donald Trump and you know Donald Trump ends up doing something that like fucks them over and you know the 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 best joke that I've seen going around by that is oh I didn't think the leopards would eat my face said the person yeah. who voted for the leopards eating people's faces party yeah that well, sounds about right yeah you have to fucking understand that the FBI is the leopards eating face party no matter what side of the argument you're on, whether, whether you're left or right. And the fact that the FBI doesn't have, or didn't have these kinds of uh, data logs from parlor when we're talking like random hackers who just happened to notice this exploit found this. Do you think the hmm. FBI doesn't have hackers on call or right. they don't have the, have the already infrastructure? Done this? Yeah. Already did this. Yeah. Or, or, well, well, that's the thing is they didn't actually do this. The FBI didn't do this because they weren't looking at the right the, the way that they should have been or or the way that they could have been right. rather. Um, 
Yeah, there's probably some NSA like group that already has all the data, but they don't talk to the FBI because none of our like alphabet guys talk to one another. Well, well and, the, and the other thing which is, is good. like the the FBI has been saying for years that you know uh, right wing white nationalist uh, uh, terror groups are probably the biggest threat to America. But what have they done yes. in that pursuit? Uh, have they started? Have they started Cointel Pro for the right? No. No. <laughs> no, they've just been saying that this no. is the biggest the biggest threat. <laughs> Meanwhile, right. they've literally executed people like Fred Hampton and they admit to it. Yeah. And so Yeah, of course. You know, just just bringing this up. This is on the FBI's actual website. Uh Cointel Pro, the FBI began Cointel Pro, short for counterintelligence program in the, in 1956 to disrupt the activities of the Communist Party of the United States. In the 1960s, it was expanded to include a number of other domestic groups, such as the Ku Klux Klan. Thanks for that. Uh, the Socialist Workers Party. Oh, okay. And the Black Panther Party. All Cointel Pro operations so were ended. Three in dope dudes. And yeah. one bad dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So a bunch of people who were uh, just trying to feed the poor and the hungry and uh, advocate for black people's rights. And then uh, all Cointel Pro operations were ended in 1971. <laughs> yeah, bullshit. No, they Fuck weren't. you. No, Fuck they you. fucking weren't. They just changed the fucking... <laughs> See, this is... this is right. a- As somebody who's worked for both the military and the government now, mm. this this is how things work when, when, uh, when an operation ends is uh okay operation enduring freedom is over operation occupying uh afghanistan forever is now started though so when they say cointel pro was ended in 1971 they basically just renamed it to something else and we probably don't know what that name is because it's uh they're all convinced what's that and they're all convinced it's different too. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That, 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 that's how they were because because you basically thank God Coentel Pro's over. <laughs> yeah. Now we got <laughs> and and that's that's exactly how the how the 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 apparatus of the government works in this respect is everybody who was involved in Coentel Pro was probably like put on a different assignment. Like okay, now you uh, yeah. you investigate pedophiles or something, which is good work. I, yeah, I agree cheers. with some things that the FBI does. Um, but then what they did was they started a operation kill all communists before they can, they can even <laughs> speak out and uh they right. just took on like some new blood and and we've seen this like with the uh with the took uh, on some new blood after the killing <laughs> joke yeah, yeah. uh we, we we see this with like the the CIA rebranding uh right oh yeah which is so funny to me yeah yeah it's it's hilarious stuff and, and it's like by Nothing about the the CIA's mission has changed, but the way that they're trying to reach out to people has changed because we they want a brown person who will put down Latin American leftists. Did we uh, lose that episode? Was that was that our last episode that we lost? No, 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 no. That was the episode. Oh no, we did. That, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And uh, <laughs> I'll I'll just go ahead and say it. the the reason that we didn't record the oh, last no. episode uh, <laughs> is because I haven't been sleeping for like days on end, sort of thing. Uh, I I will go to bed and I'll lie in bed Squad. for hours and then try Damn. to make it through the next day. And what happened was in the middle of our last recording, I fell asleep because uh, Dorian was talking. <laughs> but I was talking so angrily, I was yelling the whole time. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a matter of like your your energy or anything like that. I just finally, I think, hit that like breaking point, uh, right? Where like I couldn't stay awake anymore, and so I just like crashed. And right, uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think I mean, that I, was usable in a lot of ways. <laughs> I thought it was very funny. 
because uh, I didn't funny. realize he, it was funny. But I, I, didn't feel I went on, I went on a long rant and one that like I don't know if we can try to uh, to to redo at some point, but uh, I went on this long rant and and I uh, uh, about like mental health and stuff, and then after a while, I'm just like Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, you went on a rant about mental health and then uh we and then your mental, mental health, health yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right uh but uh, yeah i i'm doing things to uh to make sure that uh i go to sleep now which is just drugging myself to sleep i mean you seem rested yeah no uh i've been i've been taking melatonin uh every night at a certain is that hour. helping you what's up is that helping you out yeah yeah no it uh it makes me it makes me drowsy and the problem is that i don't feel drowsy uh, at night, like I, I'm just like constantly wired, and right. so the problem was that like it would be 3 a.m. on a work night, and I'm like, I don't think I can fall asleep right now, so I'm just gonna keep staying I, up and doom reading stuff. I will, I will warn you that while like melatonin isn't a problem on its own, it's pretty innocuous. Uh, drinking does start to fuck with the body's ability to produce melatonin, and so if you're drinking and taking exogenous melatonin, it can cause a lot of problems later if you're not taking it. Okay. Um, so appreciate doing that. them both at the same time sucks. Yeah. The the other thing is I I started taking uh it's it's worked for me in the past, so I figured I'd try it again uh l-theanine which uh yeah helps with anxiety and uh i'm not i'm not like normally a person who would be like yeah take this supplement but uh l-theanine <laughs> has done a lot to like reduce my overall anxiety and I'm a, I, I still think everything in the world sucks but i'm in a much better like mental state about it <laughs> it's also like p people so l-theanine is just another one of the amino acids uh yeah, yeah. that's and inside of like most proteins from, from tea right right it, it often is yeah. yeah um but so the the funny thing about l-theanine is that it's also one of the amino acids because like it's also available in all complete proteins like meats uh, but so when people are talking about eating turkey and getting the tryptophan yeah. sleepiness, they're also talking about theanine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, what I always just do when I need to, I take zinc, theanine, and uh, Benadryl. And <laughs> you if anything Benadryl, helps, though. it's that. Yeah. If anything helps, it's that. But that even, yeah, it's rough. Yeah. People that know either one of us know our sleep habits. Yeah, You're yeah. I, I'll message people at like three thirty a.m. and they'll be like, right. "Why are you still up?" And I'll be like, "Oh, well, I haven't gone down." So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, anyways, on that note, I think we could probably end it here. Um, we we've got more to talk about, but we could probably save that Always. for next week. I think next week is no, no, no. The week after is when we're doing our acceleration. Uh, we are uh or the week after that i have some things to talk to you about okay all right so uh, uh next week we'll probably do another like news oriented maybe podcast and then the week after we'll do uh, uh acceleration as a, as a subject yeah um uh, i'm hoping to have the uh the scripted video out sometime by the end of next week uh, i think nice. i've got my notes compiled together enough uh, we'll be working on that together. You as an editor, me as the uh, person who writes it and stuff. Perfect. Um, um, I I got a pitch as well, which is that uh, this last Saturday of the month, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. so the 30th, uh, 
I that's the thirtieth, right? Or is it thirty? I believe it is. It is the thirtieth. Yeah. Uh, I my workshop is going to be open to anyone and everyone. Um, so just as a open house kind of thing. I think I've finally decided what the theme is going to be. I think we're going to be talking about loss and or grief, and I have a textual object. That's actually a song. So if you don't want to do a whole lot of reading, nice. you can just sit down for admittedly a long song. It's like 12 <laughs> minutes long, uh, but um, uh, everyone is welcome. Uh, contact uh, preferably myself, but uh, Mike or myself. Yeah, I'll be able uh, to give to anybody a contact. Uh, but it'll just be over Zoom. Uh, it's at 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time uh, on Saturday the 30th. We'd love to have anyone there. You can sit in as just an observer. You can be part of the conversation, uh, whatever you uh, want to do. And you can bring in writing for us or you can not. Uh, it's, it is, uh, it's up to you. And I'm excited to do the open house. Sounds good. All right. Yep. Um... We also have a Patreon, uh, Teespring, etc. Uh, you can buy one of our that. shirts. I still have to do that. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> the shirts are good. I actually have one. Like I can show people. Well, it's very glitchy. Oh hell yeah, that's beautiful. So, go ahead and buy one if you want. <laughs> what a delight. Man, there's some cool glitches going on here. Like your painting in the background keeps appearing and reappearing. What what That's painting fun. in the background? You mean the uh, the Camp Benzo uh, uh, yeah. logo? I'm talking I'm talking about the ghosts that are haunting your clearly very unhappy household with oh, closed is, windows. This is, a, this is a happy house, and uh, anybody who says otherwise will be killed. Yeah, I'm in a happy location too. If you didn't, know <laughs> yeah, I can tell. <laughs> yeah, right. you're in the middle of a Hieronymus Bosch painting, which. Uh, <laughs> famously has always, always been happy. the happiest place on earth uh, they're just they're well it's where's waldo for for saying this for sure <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a good all right uh well we love you please take your medicine and um yeah that's all i got take mine too